What's up, beer drinkers? We are back, back in the studio recording with another show for you this week. Now, this week we go a little bit heavy on ZZ Top, being that the basis for ZZ Top, Dusty Hill, recently passed away. So, in our cold brew list, we list the top 10 ZZ Top songs, plus a couple of the ones that are our favorites that did not make the list. Did any of your favorites make the list? Well, you have to wait and see. Or and here, <laughs> we also have some beer news where I talk about um, a 50-year-old can of Coors that was uh, that was drank recently by a, a widow in honor of her late husband. Also, Four Seasons Landscaping. Remember those guys? Well, they got a beer out. And Molson Coors plans to cut 11 of your favorite Molson Coors brands of beer. So hopefully, none of the ones that you like. Get cut, so you have to wait until the until the new segment to find out which ones. Plus, at the end, Sorcerer Chromatic and I talk about our trip to the Central Coast area of California and our little um, was a our family birthday party, little mini reunion of sorts, and uh, we talk about that in our drunken shenanigans. Plus, you know, we go off on tangents just like we always do. All right, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and untap search Cold Brew Podcast. And also email us if you want to, uh, coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. But really, Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of us. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got them beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we're the flyers. Barely pay our rent. We still pay our Cause bills. all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel aid styles mm. and barley wine. There's barley wine, though. We raise a glass Just to Florida. our heroes who have passed. R.I.P. Sports TV. Talk about anything in our shenanigans. We do what we want, cause we're cold brew. We're cold brew, baby. Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, had a, had a good week. Right. Uh, oh yeah, especially last weekend. Oh yeah, last weekend we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But yeah, right. good to see you, to see uh, see your daughter, and uh, for the rest of the fam as well. And it was a little mini, daughter, mini family reunion, you know. Yeah, for a family birthday party, and uh, yeah, it's, it's all about the next generation for us now, right? We're yeah, just, uh, we're, the, we're the old guys in the room. <laughs> we, I remember when we were that young doing doing dumb yeah. shit like that. Uh. And it was great how they all got together, and uh, I love that one video of when they were swashbuckling with us. We'll get to it later, but in, I yeah. think in your daughter's mind's eye, she was like right up yeah. there with the older kids. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was so great. All right, but let's let's get to beer first, and then, and later on in our shenanigans, we'll talk about that. We'll we'll expound a little right. bit. So today I have in front of me from our good friends over at Transplant City Beer Company in Litchfield Park, Arizona. I have their Coastal Hybrid. 
It's an IPA. It's a New England style IPA coming in at 7.0 ABV. And it was canned for me. I, I got it. They, they don't can their beers, but I got a crowler of it uh, yesterday. Yeah, I, I went and visited them. And they told me they're going to do, they're, they're going to open their new facility, which is right next door, um, August 27th, I believe. And it's going to be a soft Wait. opening. Yeah. But do you mean next door, as in next door to you, or next door to the existing establishment? The next door to the existing establishment. That's a great question. Yeah, it's right, okay. right next door to where they are now. They're going to open up a place, and it's four times as big. Um, and they're they're going to brew more beer, well, bigger volumes of beer. And um, yeah, it's going to it's going to be a great place. It's going to be about indoor and outdoor seating. They were even showing me a VIP room that they got. They got a mer- They have a a room just for merch. It's gonna be it's gonna be fabulous, and their beer is so fucking great. So they're gonna be opening soft opening August twenty seventh. They told me, and so I don't know when they're gonna have their big, huge gala, you know, for the grand opening. But they're gonna do a soft opening soon at the end of next month or this month. So it's gonna be great. So anyway, right. I have their Coastal Hybrid, which is their New England style IPA. I have I've had it before, but I was there and I wanted to grab one of their beers to feature on the show, and so I grabbed this one. So uh, without further ado, pop off. That was for Eddie Gomez, by the way. All right, what do you got? I have a beer from Fort George Brewing. Oh, wow. I don't think I've heard of it. Fort George. Yeah, it's weird. They're out of, um, what's it called? Uh, Astoria, Oregon. Oh, yeah, where they film Goonies. There you go. (laughs) That there is an ARV. What is it? No, ORV. <laughs> no, no, no. ATV. No. Yeah. I, th- I thought they said ORV. It was basically it's an SUV. Uh, we call them SUVs now. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> the off-road vehicle. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I, I totally lapsed on the Astoria connection. Because I, I knew Fort George was from Oregon. I just kind of didn't figure out when until I read the label right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, lately I've been seeing uh, Fort George beer pop up in the Bay Area, and um, you know I'm not hunting for it, nor am I not avoiding it. I just kind of noticed their uh, their cans and whatnot. But uh, this is a bottle that caught my eye. It's from their actually it's from their Sweet Virginia series. Okay, so they're from Oregon, but they have a Virginia series. I like it. Huh. All right. Going across yeah. country. Oh, okay. A brewer developed series named after our small batch. Uh, 8.5 or I'll have to. Okay, so it, it's not associated with the state directly. Mm. It, uh, it's, but, okay. So again, I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> All right. I'm going to butcher this name. It's called the Matryoshka, I believe. <laughs> All right. You said it better than yeah. I would have. M-A-T-R-Y-O-S-H-K-A. Okay. And this is a bourbon and whiskey barrel-aged Russian imperial style with vanilla, cocoa nibs, cinnamon, and raspberry. And that so makes anyway, sense that. I was thinking the name sounded oh. very Russian. Yeah. So, there you go. The Russian beer. So, uh, yeah. FortGeorgeBrewery.com backslash Pete Virginia. Fort George Brewery and Public House. 1482 Dwayne Scott. Okay, there's no real goodies here, but on the website. The website's really cool. Okay. So... In 2021, Matryoshka was aged for one year 
in a blend of Buffalo Trace, bourbon, and West and Westward whiskey barrels. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Buffalo Trace, their product. Yes. Not so much uh, familiar with Westward whiskey barrel. Hmm. So, barrel aged stout is uh, exercise in balance and is an exercise is an exercise in balance and intensity, full of bold flavors such as vanilla, anise, chocolate, coffee, and charred oak. All integrating seamlessly, the high gravity and robust mouthfeel gives the beer uh, heft and substance, while remaining smooth and deceivingly drinkable. Brewers note: the malts are two-row barley, black barley, oats, Munich, ten-liter, C40, honey malt, chocolate malt, brown, dark chocolate malt. Jesus. I know. This is roast. <laughs> and then the yeast is a uh, London ESP. Okay. All right. And it's got a wax top. I think I cut enough to get it off and cast off. Nice. You little little prep work before the show. <laughs> Not like, like yeah. one of the last few times you did it. <laughs> Took you forever. We were right. almost done with the show by the time you got it open. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to bring that up. Uh, anise. That's kind of like a licorice flavor, right? Yeah. Okay. Like uh, that black licorice. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very herbal. Almost uh, yeah. kind of in the family of, of absinthe and, and Jaeger. Right. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that spicy type of candy flavor. There you go. It's been a while since I've had anise. So, but you know, I'm, I'm going off memory, but uh, back to my uh, coastal hybrid. So I looked it up real quick and it has citrus simcoe and mosaic hops it's a trying they're trying to do an east coast meets west coast but i don't know the, the they have different batches right so this batch to me is very east coast and there's it's super hazy it's uh like a yellowish orange um there's a lot of citrus of course citrus because of citra and simcoe and mosaic there's a a little bit of melon in it and uh, maybe a little pineapple in there too and i don't get a lot of west coast i don't know where they get the west coast from maybe because there's a little bit of a bitterness to it but that comes with any ipa east coast west coast there's going to be a little bit of bitterness so i i don't see the hybridness but i really like this beer this is one of my favorite beers that they that they brewed um i don't know if this batch is really ready yet because i do get a little green uh, you know, a little acridity in the back of my throat in the finish. So, uh, but other than that, this is a really good beer, very good, and I'm super happy that uh, Transplant City is about to expand. Yeah, good for that. Yeah, very much. All right. Well, you're talking about um, your beer. My beer was settling, but I'm smelling this aroma. This this barrel aging is is very very evident. Uh, the colors there, what you expect from a stout, uh, caramel foam in the head, right? Uh, just uh, dark you know, non-transparent or translucent um, body. And um, actually, I was waiting for it to settle and um, take my first sip now. Go mm-hmm. ahead and edit this to it. <laughs> I'm going to put gurgle, gurgle in there. Oh, wow. So this chocolate raspberry is there. This is this is in that, that, uh, that what do I want to say? That family of like uh, uh, dessert stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of got that from so the beginning. Our, our, our pastry stuff, yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, 
Yeah, that, that raspberry like a, kicks a, in. in a berry nice. pastry, though, right? Yes. Yeah. A Danish. <laughs> there you go, a Danish. <laughs> oh, well, so yeah, first sip, very enjoyable. Very, yeah, very approachable, although it's, uh, well, I mean, it's a uh, it's, uh, 12.8% ABV. I, I missed that part. Oof. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very approachable. Hmm. That for a twelve point eight and a barrel age, maybe approachable yeah. for you, but not maybe not for uh, a noob. Possibly. All right. That sounds good. That's from uh, that's from up there in Oregon, one of the one of the craft beer meccas, if you will, in the nation. Would you say like the yeah. craft beer meccas would be like Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine, San Diego, uh, maybe Denver, Colorado. And maybe South Carolina, the Asheville area. Where, where else would you call the a, like a beer mecca that you have to go to? Um, I, I think it's kind of a, like a, a dispersed area, but collectively Northern California. You know. Yeah, yeah, I can see that the Bay Area, as well as uh, up in Mendocino, that you know the whole Northern California area, Santa Rosa. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, shout, yeah, definitely shouting out Santa Rosa and um, uh, well Chico, Sierra Nevada. You know, yeah. There you go. So, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. So uh, there's the whole California, <laughs> the whole state, yeah. the whole fucking state. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was talking with a couple of people from from when I was at Transplant City yesterday, and one we were talking about San Diego because uh, he found out I was from California, and then he started talking about the only place I've been to California, is San Diego. I'm like, well, if you're gonna go anywhere in, in California to as you know, on a beer vacation, San Diego would be the first place I'd recommend people to go to. I think so. Again, going back to um, it's more concentrated, if you will. Yeah, per capita, there's but, there's but, yeah. yeah, yeah, for uh, oh, concentrated, for San Francisco, right? Yeah. Centralized, uh, you know, in, in a small area. There you go. Yes, there you go. Even better without getting too statistical. Right. Just for geographically, yeah, there's a lot more stuff there. Then having yeah, having a drive to the Petaluma, to Santa Rosa, <laughs> San to Jose, Chico, San Francisco, yeah, San Jose, <laughs> Auburn, you know. Yeah, and that, and that's kind of like what I told him. I go, uh, yeah, the Bay Area's got some great beer, but they're they're all over the place. Whereas San Diego, they're all more concentrated in uh, in one area. Right. But anyway, all right. So we will rate our beers later on Untapped. Uh, so don't forget to search for us on Untapped Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. And now it's time for the beer news. All right, so I got a couple, I got three beer news stories this week that I really liked when I read up on them. First one's a, a, a little heartstring puller. I got a little. I, I gotta admit, I got. I got kind of got goosebumps at first. I'm like, ah, this fucking story. I'm like, and then I started reading. I'm like, oh shit, man, start pulling on my heartstrings. Um, a South Dakota woman drank a 50 year old can of Coors to honor her late husband's wish. So oh, wow. yeah, so people always say love will make you do crazy things. Rarely is the next sentence like drink a 50 year old can of Coors. Uh, let's see here, Diane. What's her name? Diane Nesselhuff. She and her son explained the incredible journey their eight-ounce can of beer had been through. Diane married her husband, Ed, on February 14th, 1971. 
And even though uh, they and they promised each other, well, Ed did anyway. Ed said, uh, Ed, um, Diane said, I just remember Ed pulling out and saying, pulling out, oh, pulling it out, talking mm. about the the. <laughs> pulling Whoa, <out>. hey! <laughs> how'd they get? Yeah, how'd they get a son if you pulled out? No. <laughs> um, I just remember Ed pulling it out and saying, "We'll drink this at our fiftieth wedding anniversary." Now that might that might not be such a big thing, but the family moved around, and the small anniversary beer came with them. It went from Wisconsin to Minneapolis to British Columbia to Rapid City to Chamberlain to Maryland, and now back to Vermilion, which is where the family eventually settled in South Dakota. Dan continued, but sadly, after battling an aggressive form wait, of wait, life, wait. yeah, you, you forgot it started in Colorado. Well, yeah, the golden. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the little beer started in Colorado. Yeah, but they bought it when they were in. Uh, when they were in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, but sadly, after battling an aggressive form of lung cancer, Ed passed away in 2016, five years short of their golden anniversary, and leaving the beer from yeah. Golden, Colorado unopened. But his son, Ben, promised his dad the beer's travels wouldn't be in vain. So on February 14th in 2021, it was a few, a few months ago, but the story just came out right now. Ben and Diane opened the 50-year-old Coors and enjoyed alongside a fresh can of Coors Light to compare the two. The can was so old it required an actual can opener, like you know the the pointy side of the you know you see a beer, uh, uh, can a bottle opener and the other side is a pointy yeah. side. They had to use one of those yeah. to open it. Like the tomato sauce can. <laughs> That's right. They had to use the, the yeah. tomato sauce side. <laughs> yeah. But it was still carbonated. After all these years, they said it opened with the familiar. So uh, shout out to Eddie Gomez. Yeah. No, uh, that just uh, yeah. Real quick, it's uh, it just shows the the, the I guess the uh, the packaging. The, the yeah, the quality of, of producing beer back then too. You know they uh, they had a full food You know. That's right. Uh, as for the flavor, though, it certainly hadn't gone completely off in all that time. I thought it was very tasty. I was surprised. I thought it would be full of crap, and it wasn't. Diane told the news station, "It was really good." I, you know, you can argue it probably got stale, and a little, little oh, yeah. flat. But as far as it, it wouldn't spoil. No, it feels canned right. They wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't turn toxic or nothing. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't go blind. <laughs> it passed the first test. I didn't go blind. <laughs> Um, the mother and son recorded their experience, which captured Ben's initial reaction. It tastes sweet. He said later, Ben told KCAU, any other day it would have been a beer, but on that day, it was a very special beer. See, I'm already, I'm getting like a little mo emotional time, <laughs> quoting his, uh, his quote. It was, it was very cool. And if you go on to, um, the ABC nine up there, Tim Seaman, uh, what an unfortunate name, but I guess he's, a. Uh, uh, <laughs> Come on, what is your? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sea man, you know, like man of the sea, even though he lives in North Dakota, okay. <laughs> not even close to the sea. Tim Seaman, ABC Nine, that's his um, his Twitter handle. He posted posted a picture of a uh, they they bought a cake uh, and it was a course banquet beer can cake. You know, someone you use fondant and it was really good, very awesome uh, looking uh, cake to cheers to fifty years and it's. Got the can right next to it. A little dented. Got the uh, the tomato sauce. Like we said, the tomato sauce opening on it. They didn't. They didn't. What do you call it? Uh, put a a, um, a pour hole on the other side though. They just opened the one side. 
So that's kind of cool. I, I really like that story. Like I said, at the beginning, I'm like, eh, this story, whatever, whatever. But by the end, I was like, oh, like it got me. It got me. So I had to talk about it. All right. Uh, next beer story. You remember the Four Seasons landscaping? Oh, the Trump uh, press conference? Thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he wasn't there, but Giuliani was there. They, this, uh, his team, Trump's team, scheduled, scheduled a press conference at Four Seasons, which was probably supposed to be the hotel, or the, but instead it ended up being Four Seasons landscaping way out in the middle of nowhere next to uh, an erotic, erotic store, right? A dildo store. And they, they rolled with it saying that they knew what they were doing. Get the fuck out of here. But anyway, they have their own beer now. Oh. Four Seasons Total Landscaping has teamed up with a brewery in Philly to make a beer commemorating the infamous Prince Conference Rudy Giuliani held there in the wake of the 2020 election. Funk Brewing Company is releasing a limited batch of Lon John IPA featuring a label inspired by the debacle. So I think that that's kind of cool. I mean, when it first happened, um, our buddy, uh, the Phenom, you know, yeah. Mr. Princeton himself, he, uh, he, he actually bought a Four Seasons landscaping t-shirt. He went on their website, bought a t-shirt, had it shipped out to him, and he, he sent me a picture of it when it came in the mail. He said, look what I got. <laughs> Um, definitely they, 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 they were on a come up after that, right? They, they got very popular. Uh, I know that people started posting on their social media. People in the area started like, Hey, look, uh, there's four seasons. Cause they, after that, of course, you know, you, you see that name. They probably, the landscaping company probably visited like, you know, the, the park or the, wherever they, their client, like hundreds of times before that. But now after that, you know, people started taking pictures. Hey, look, look what I found, you know, in my neighborhood. So they definitely got a lot of press, you know, as long as you spell your, spell your name right. Right. Is that the, the old right. uh, adage? Yeah. So any, I think they even, uh, they even got, um, satired in, a in a, what do you call it? In a, uh, in a commercial for the Super Bowl last year. And I even forgot what it was some sort of a uh, high tech company that was, uh, Offering like some kind of web design or something like that. They kind of spoofed it because uh, they used a uh, landscaping company as a, a model for their their commercial. Anyway, so yeah, they they have it. It's here. It's called the uh, Lawn John. If you follow um, Philly Drinkers, Philly Drinkers on Instagram, you will have seen the, uh, the what do you call it the the picture already. So. There you go. Four Seasons has a beer. It's a limited. It's a limited run, so just expect it to sell out right away. But it, they they canned it. It's it's not like you have to go to um, the brewery to buy it. You can actually buy it in cans if you're in the area, or if you want to trade for it. You know, good luck. All right, the very last story I have is Molson Coors. You know Molson Coors, the new I'm company. With it. Yeah, uh, they are set to um, cut. 11 of their economy brands. So Molson Coors will discontinue 11 of its brand and about 100 SKUs as a next step in its efforts to prune its portfolio and retarget its business. CEO Gavin Hattersley said on Thursday in his call with investors as a part of the company's most recent earnings report. Moving forward, Hattersley said the company will continue its strategy of 
pre wait premiumization wow that's a fucking hard word to say the company plans to invest more into its global hard seltzer portfolio and permanently streamline a, port a smaller portfolio of legacy brands, he said. Let me see. Let me scroll down and I will tell you some of the brands it plans to cut. And you tell me how many of these you have tried. All right. Ready? Milwaukee's Best Premium. All right, but not its ice or light variety. So Milwaukee's best ice and Milwaukee's best light will still be around. Um, Mickey's Mickey's fine malt liquor, but not the core brand. So the regular I've Mickey's, had Mickey's before. Yeah, so the regular Mickey's will be there, but their fine malt liquor will, will be gone. Um, oh, Henry, okay. Yeah, Henry Weinhardt's private reserve. I heard that. Yeah, that that's gonna be gone. That's cut. Uh, Keystone Ice. I've had that. Pretty sure I had it like as a novelty. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe when you were in, uh, you know, your um, in college days, might have been around. Yeah. Um, Ham's special light. So the regular hams will still be around, but the special light's going to be gone. Right. Um, no, I haven't had. A, yeah. And I'm sure you haven't had this one yet either. It's key, uh, key lightful, a fruity line extension of Keystone Light. So get right. rid of that. I know I have um, Ice House Edge. No, haven't had Ice House. <laughs> Most of these, I'm sure, willing to bet you haven't had. Uh, Magnum. I think I have that. It's a 40, right? Possibly. It doesn't say here. I'm just reading off a list. A, a printed list. There's no pictures. Um, Miller High Life Light. Really? There's a Miller High Life Light? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's like a, a reverse of the of Miller High Life um, like a negative reverse ne or a negative of the, of the label, right? It's like the other way around. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I've never had it though. Um, Steel Reserve 211. Now this one takes me back yeah! to my old uh, badass baseball playing days. We used to buy. Oh, <laughs> that was one of the, the ones we used to buy, and it would be a good placeholder out in the outfield. You know, you go and get your spot in the outfield, put your beer down. And then you go run to play, and then you can run back to your spot because your 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 beer can was right there. Hey. <laughs> and old English HG eight thousand. Now I don't think it's the eight ball. This is the HG eight ball. The high gravity. Yeah, the high gravity version. So the the regular OE is still around for. Um, Thank God. <laughs> for old dog and the crew and a wax and all them. Yeah. They don't have to worry about that. Uh, there's no company-wide strategy to discontinue these brands. Hatterley said on the on the call, these brands are popular among some local areas, and Molson Coors local sales teams will discuss a sunset strategy that makes sense and continue. So basically, they are trying to focus on. You remember? I, I know you remember, but in the office, when Robert California was had that meeting and tried to uh, ask about the and Kevin Malone unwittingly gave him a great idea to streamline the corporation oh yeah with the cookies and yeah. all that right. <laughs> the cookie and when it really was all about food to begin with yeah so this is, reminds me of that so basically they're just trying to streamline like push the things you're selling and cut off the things you're not selling right so that, that, that's what kind of what it reminds me of right there so i get it but there's a i don't know about you but like, like you, you kind of uh, pointed out, you haven't dr drank a lot of these, or the ones you have, you haven't had in a long, long fucking time. 
Yeah, I wonder if some of these two aren't aren't available in certain areas too. You know. Yeah, that, that's kind of like what they were saying right there is they're going to work with their their distributors and their their reps to see which ones are selling. And if they are selling um, locally, then maybe they might continue in the local area. Maybe they'll have the breweries. But as far as a company, they're going to stop doing it uh, nationwide. That's what it seems like. I actually drove by the Molson Coors plant uh, on the way home from uh, from Pastor Robles. It's over there oh, in right. uh, Azusa. I think uh, it's around Azusa, uh, California. Oh, Huge. I, I always thought it was uh, Azusa. Oh, Azusa. Maybe it is. Maybe it is Azusa. I thought it was Azusa, but I, it's it's a huge fucking plant. I mean, it's got the the huge Miller sign, the uh, the old school Miller High Life sign, the red one with the, the bow tie looking outline. And then uh, if, if you get close enough, you'll see uh, a big sign near the entrance that says Miller Coors. So it's definitely Miller Coors, but they have all the vats out there, the silos with the grain and everything. Huge fucking silos, man. They're so massive. But you did know, the, they're a big. Plant. Did you see the, uh, the Lagunitas is out there too, right? Did you see them? No, I I, I did not notice them. Oh. Okay. Like I mean, if, if you're, you're talking about size wise, Miller Coors is just super huge. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, that's the uh, Miller Coors story. So that's your uh, that's your beer news for the week. So you know what time it is? I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment it's time for the cold brew list let me ask you this hmm what did we lose recently in the music world? Oh man, Dusty Hill, the bass player for ZZ uh, Top, recently passed away. Yeah, I mean, I granted, there's been a lot of uh, recent um, uh, passings. What do I want to say? Um, yeah, passings of musical artists and whatnot. Uh, especially, you know, Warrior, uh, us being hip hop fans, uh, we, we shot those guys out a lot. However, yeah, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top, um, you talk about a uh, just a. A great rock and roll band. I mean, uh, up until uh, I guess now, they were the the longest running original lineup too. The most stable, and we talked about that when we yeah. uh, when we talked about the documentary. Real quick though, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Joey Jordison from Slipknot. Um, he just passed away too. Oh yeah, right. I heard unfortunately too. Was it a suicide? That's what they said. Oh, it, that's more than I've heard. All right. I, I, yeah. Damn, that sucks, man. But uh, ZZ Top, uh, I mean, we, we were a bigger ZZ Top fan than Slipknot fan. I mean, I appreciated the music, but I, I wouldn't call myself a fan of, of Slipknot. Uh, same. Same word. Yeah. So, yeah, Dusty uh, Hill was one of the uh, one of the members, but he had the beard. <laughs> the, the drummer was the only guy with that. I mean, the, there was only three guys, but yeah, him and, and Billy Gibbons had the... Had the long beard, which became their signature look. Right, and and the, the drummer is named Frank Beard, and he didn't, he had just the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, that was that's a long running uh, snipe at them, or or uh, just a little joke. If you yeah, will. and really, right. I mean, they were they were the they they were a blues band. Um, b- before anything else, they were a blues band. Right. 
they had this uh, blues. I, I guess blues was in their lyrics, if you will. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, they had they had a range of sounds, and uh, it was it, it was it was great music, you know. Yeah, and yeah. And, and after they, uh, I think Billy Gibbons got hurt, and so they had to take a break. I think he had like soldier surgery, shoulder surgery, or something like that. And then that's when they grew the beards. And they came back in '79. They had a couple, um, but really, Eliminators uh, well, were, I, propelled them, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say that. I mean, well, Thirst Summers was good, and they just took a break from touring. And yeah, they had the beard. I, I don't remember uh, Billy's surgery, but I understand too. It was a uh, Frank's uh, substance abuse that, that put him on pause for a while too. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm sure that 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 has something to do with it. But yeah. then they came out in '83 with Eliminator. And then MTV just propelled them into to superstardom right there. Because before they were just a, a three-piece blues band that only a few people knew of. Right. Outside of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Texas or Memphis, right? Remember they, they talked about in that documentary how they went to Memphis for that blues festival. And they got a huge right. name for themselves going on last and just being three gringos from Texas, uh, you know, tearing it up blues style. And yeah, yeah they're... they're Anyway, all right. So, what, what's your list story about? My list is the top ten ZZ Top song. Oh, nice. All right. Of I'm, all I'm, time. I'm down. All right. Now, right away, looking at this list, um, you you're gonna see a, a pattern with it. But um, here we go. Okay. Number ten. Mm-hmm. Got me under pressure. Oh, okay. That's from is that from Eliminator, right? Yes. Okay. Um, for me, not one of their bigger songs. However, it no. is a song I, I I I can appreciate. And and I do remember it being played. All right, so we're both kind of uh, not impressed with them. Yeah, number, <clears> 10, number not nine. So much. Yeah. Number nine. Number nine. I, I love this song. Is uh, I'm bad. I'm nationwide. Just that, that middle hook with that, like, yeah, yeah, that would just that, that just kind of the way it breaks up the song and just, I mean, uh, it shows how they kind of uh, do that classic like picking style, but still, it, it's got a hard shred beat to it too. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't call it a riff, but I don't know what else yeah. I would call it. Yeah, I would call it a break. It's like break, literally yeah. a break, a break with with the uh, with the guitar. You know? Guitar break. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Uh, number eight, just got paid. Oh, okay, yep. I, I kind of remember that song. In fact, that when I was uh, listening to ZZ Top this week. Um, in pre- preparation for maybe you might bring this up, um, yeah, that's a that's an okay song. It was not one of my favorites. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Number seven, deep sunglasses. When you wake up in the morning and the light has hurt your head, the first thing you do when you get up 
Oh, there you go. We've talked about that before. That's one of the best uh, hangover songs ever made. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Definitely can't relate to cheap sunglasses. However, yes, you know, like, it don't matter when, when you're hungover, you would definitely go for a pair. Yeah, that's from their uh, the, <laughs> the Wayo album back in 1980. That was pre-eliminator. Yeah, and um, it's uh, it's kind of one of their more uh, pop style songs, if you will. A little bit, yeah. To me, yeah. Again, kind of a blues topics and, and beats, but just a little faster than a, than than a traditional blues song. Yeah, it it definitely had more yeah. rock elements than blues elements. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Number six on this list um, probably should be higher for a, a, a true fan. Um, however, they do have a lot of great songs. So uh, the fact that it's top ten, uh, Jesus just left Chicago. fucking love that song. and they always pair that with uh, waiting on a bus right. or waiting for a bus and jesus just left chicago they always put those two together uh on on radio and they fit together very well that they do oh i love that album i think that's from the 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 tres hombres album right yes yeah um moving on uh oh, this is one of the let, let me go back to that jesus just left chicago and if Mistake me if I'm wrong, if you heard the, or if you heard this before, but they based that one off of when they were younger and they were in Texas. And every Sunday, the for some reason the the winds or the 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 moon lined up just right, and they were able to tune in to a blue station from from Chicago. And that was how, that that was how they got their the idea for that song because they were like they were enamored with this blues song or or like. It was syndicated and only come on. It was from Chicago. It would only come on on Sundays in in Texas or something like that. And so they, since they were early blues fans, and that's how they got the the inspiration for that song. That's you know that's how it's familiar. I can't confirm or deny that okay. the, the actual details. But yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, up. I remember. I yeah, I remember just basically kind of like a a small either underground or pirate radio that they would rarely yeah. get in and be able to listen to. Right, there you go. I, but I barely, I, I don't remember the full deal. Yeah. Moving on. Yes. Number five. And uh, this is where you could say the, the Violator and the um, MTV and the whole uh, video it, this, uh yeah. kind of went through is uh, number five, Legs.
man. I, bl- I blame that. <laughs> I was very impressionable back then. We were like yeah. 10, <laughs> 8. I was, I, was, I was young. I was young. I wasn't even 10 yeah. yet when that one came yeah. on. But I, I blame that for yeah. um, some of my, uh, one of my fetishes, I would say. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, uh, with that said, too, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was, was uh, well, this one, and, and okay, I'll do four and five together. Okay. Because uh, they're in that same vein, is, is Give Me All Your Loving. Oh, yeah, they're the, but they were from the same yeah. album. That that Eliminator album had right. uh, Give Me All Your Loving, Legs, uh, Sharp Dressed Man, Got Me Under Pressure, yeah. and TV Dinners. Those are the, the five songs from that album. Is it TV Dinners? Is that the name of the song? I thought it was something else. Yeah, no, that's the name of one. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that said, um, the um, the whole video uh, uh, aspect of doing music too. Uh, that's when they started the, the spin, right? Their trademark spin. Yeah, the the, the guitar spin. Right. I think it really cool. Yeah. And bass spin. Oh yeah, the guitar and bass spin. Well, <laughs> bass guitar, you know. If, if you're dusty. <laughs> And uh, yeah, the, I don't know. Did you ever notice that Frank Beard spun his his cho- his chopstick, his drumstick at the same time? No, but that'd be hella awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he did. You know. Yeah. If, he, if it, even double spin, that would be really cool. It it culminated with Back yeah. to the Future Three. Yes, that was their folk. Right. That was, I think that was their their apex mountain. If I could steal a term yeah. from the re- rewatchables, that 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 movie right oh. there put them in the view of. More people than their music ever did. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, uh, talk about going uh, going mainstream, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a it was a bit role, and uh, you know, yeah, if memorable, people were familiar though. with them, yeah, memorable, yeah. So if people didn't know them, they would think, oh wow, we're cool. And then if you do know them, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Like, no. Yeah, they, they did their it, thing. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that was the thing too. They were in the movie just as a little band and. They didn't have to do anything to look stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't trying to get them to act or, or do like, you know, like, or he's sell, over there. Or, 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 sell, yeah, or, or sell one of yeah. their songs either because they were just playing the, the, the old Western type of dance jig song. Yeah. The, p- the picking and the greening? <laughs> <laughs> picking and the greening. That's right. <laughs> um, Very good. I like that. Yeah. You, you know, too, the whole cliche about how they give a... They give non-acting celebrities like one line in, in like the oh, twenty. Yeah. Especially like, especially if like you're a Howard Stern fan. How uh, Benji goes to, to Hollywood and, and gets bit roles, and he has one line, and like they have to do like twenty takes on it, something like that. <laughs> well, that's part of his stick, though, right? Yeah, Benji stick, yeah. But, but like <laughs> they went that way, you know. They were like, oh, go cut him off with the pad. You know, they didn't have anything stupid. They just oh yeah, yeah. Play, play music, and that was it. Right. Exactly. Great, great cameo. Right, One go. of the best cameos ever. I think that's where we're getting down to. There we go. Uh, no, top three. Number three, Ooh. Tish. Shit, that's a great fucking song, man. Yeah. That was a third. And they ain't asking for much. <laughs> and I kind of like the way they, they mispronounced Tush in the song because yeah. they wanted to rhyme with much. Yeah. 
So uh, just, it, it's it's a great song. Very bluesy. Very good. All right. Number two. And uh, here's where the list gets comfortable. Number two is Lagrange. Ah, see, that's that's my number one. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's that's what they're known for. I mean, uh, you know, if 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 Billy's on TV with the guitar in his hand, he's gonna play that intro no matter what. <laughs> and how deep he gets in the song is up to whoever's producing the show. But <laughs> geez, you know what I mean? Like yeah, how many? Geez, just that signature. Yeah, the riff. You know, yeah, yeah. And then two, um, the whole boogie woogie riff that he has with it. Right, and then two, like just the whole, he, um, you know, his voice is his voice. However, this song, it's like he he switches a voice. Well, that's that's not him. What do you mean? That was John Lee Hooker. Now, when he produces, when he perform it live, it's him. But on 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 tres hombres, that that's John Lee Hooker. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hold on. I, I'm I'm clicking on it right now just to make sure. But I I'm pretty sure John Lee Hooker was it was him. Yeah. No, I thought he I thought John Lee Hooker had his own version. I didn't know he did the song. Oh, okay. You know what? I think you're right. It, he does he does sound fucking way different though. He he adds a lot of bass to his his voice. Right. Oh, okay. That, that, that was part of, that that was part of the the the, the documentary how like. They made him take out, like in the winter, they made him take off his, his jacket and run on the block like two or oh, three times. Oh, that's right. I, I remember that now. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You know what? What I what I got across up is the, the rhythm is based off John Lee Hooker's Boogie Chillin'. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the, the well, rhythm the of the song. Too, is, yeah. um, the thing is, too, like, um, what's it called? How many, uh, how many remakes have, has, uh, how has, many, uh, been how done? Many covers? Yeah. yeah. I know uh, Hank Williams Jr. did one. I know uh, Tracy Bird did one. So yeah, there's there's a lot, and I'm sure people probably do it all the time, like during like a concert that we never heard about. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So this I, so this whole time I've been wrong. It, it hasn't been John Lee Hooker. It was just Billy Gibbons fucking doing his yeah. best John Lee Hooker impression. There you go. All right, my bad. No worries. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not tripping. I'm just. I'm like, oh shit. Do I look stupid? No, no. <laughs> but, I, I, I gave the wrong uh, information out <laughs> there. You know, we're, we're yeah. supposed to be. We're supposed to be better than that. My bad. <laughs> you know, that's the thing too. I wonder, like, I mean, Billy's Billy. I mean, he's still kind of just front man, front man, and representing. I just kind of wonder if he's gonna like continue. I'm sure he's going to continue music somehow. In fact, I know right. he's continuing music. Huh? Yeah. Uh, just uh, as far as easy top music, what what's the uh, the uh, the future? Yeah, what's the future for them? Um, you know, are, are they going to like uh, tour with with other bands and kind of like do each other's music? You know, because I mean, 
there's a lot of bands out there that like you know if billy gibbons showed up to play guitar for them it's mm -hmm. like whoa wait a minute <laughs> now we got a show you know <laughs> right yeah i mean not to rip them because i mean like uh uh you know uh ringo star and the all-stars you know that's a nice little oh, super yeah. band going on but but if like you know i'm not saying billy gibbons is going to show up and jo or join them but it's like if it was ringo star and the all-stars and billy gibbons i mean that'd be a great show you know what I mean? Right. Well, I I just found this thing on uh, um, on Ultimate, and they said that uh, in July 2021, Hill was forced to leave a tour date after a hip injury. ZZ Top performed oh, yeah. without him at the Village Commons in New Lenox, Illinois, with Hill's guitar tech Elwood Francis on bass. Five days later, on July 28, ZZ Top announced that Hill had died at his home in Houston at the age of 72. Gibbons confirmed that the band would continue with Francis per Hill's wishes. According to Gibbons, quote, Dusty emphatically grabbed my arm and said, give Elwood the bottom the bottom end and take it to the top. He meant it, amigo. He really did. So as far as this tour goes, they are going to continue. But who knows after that, going forward after that. Right. Uh, anyway, man, God bless Dusty, huh, man. Yeah. Love the music. Love the music. All right, well, I you remember, saw, uh, you saw one more, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Cause, you, cause, you, to, you can to get me, to your anecdote afterwards. To me, you can't top LaGrange. However, this list did. <laughs> okay. They put, a, they put a, for number one, Sharp Dressed Man. Well, yeah i mean i i get it popularity wise yeah, yeah i get it yeah definite pop stone yeah what were we gonna say before I, I cut you off to do number one just to make sure we didn't forget it oh just i remember seeing them live um yeah what you called um when when we were younger our parents took us up to the cop house to see them yeah. um great concert that was a recycler tour too and mm -hmm. um and two, uh, maybe a few years ago, um, my, my wife and I, and I think it might have been right before we got married, but uh, we got our parents uh, tickets to see ZZ Top up here in, uh, at Mountain oh, Winery. Mount Winery, right, yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, it was just a, a great band, and uh, God bless Dusty. Sad he's gone. Uh, yeah. What's, what's your favorite? <laughs> so, so, LaGrange was your favorite? Oh, yeah, definitely LaGrange. Did you have any other like like what are your what are your other like say top the other four in your top five? ZZ tops. I, I you know one that I liked that didn't make this list was all blue jeans. Yeah, I was gonna say that really <laughs> slow, really slow blues yeah. record. Yeah, that, and there's that riff and like yeah, just uh the, the crying lyrics that yeah the crying guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Billy had a really good crying guitar in that one, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think too which ones I like. Uh, you know which one? Maybe not my top five, but which one I really liked was uh, "Fool for Your Stockings." 
Oh yeah, that, that one. Had a really cool intro, like almost like you're like the way you said that guitar break. Um, in uh, in what do you call it? Um, the I'm bad and nationwide. It had a really good guitar break yeah. in the middle, like or in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. A r- really cool guitar, like little. Um, I wouldn't even call it. It was almost like he was noodling a little bit. Uh, maybe not noodling, yeah. but just. Uh, <laughs> You know, for me, uh, yeah. my analogy for Full Free Stockings is, is the song that they play uh, at the strip club during lunch when, like, oh, there's only, like, one or two guys in there. And there's just, like, a, a, <laughs> a, slow, a slow song for the girl to dance to rather than, like, you know, the high-energy song where she's trying to, like, get everyone to throw money at her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, working for money, she's more like, you know, I'm going to yeah. take a break. This is my break, too. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> And that was on the uh, um, the the Guayo album or the Guayo, and that was with I'm Bad I'm Nationwide, and uh, uh, Cheap Zone Glasses was on that one too. And I thank you. That's another one that we didn't mention. Yeah. I thank you. Oh yeah, really I good. would say I, I like I like their version of Thank You because Isaac Hayes wrote Thank You, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so, so that's a cover that they did, or or it might have been the other way around. Isaac Hayes wrote them for wrote it for them, and then he covered it. Sometimes that happens to us. Again, I don't know the whole. No, it was originally written for Sam and Dave. There you go, Sam and Dave. I'm sorry, I said. I, no, oh, Isaac, Isaac, Isaac Hayes wrote it. it. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but Sam and Dave was the first one to record it. Okay. So and then ZZ ZZ uh, rewrote it. Yeah, and you know I have to say the uh, Eliminator, like we talked about, was their that was their their turning point right there as far as the pop. Um, after that was Afterburner and it was okay. It just sounded like they were kind of trying to replicate what they had with Eliminator rather than moving on. Because they had that Sleeping Bag song and Rough Boy. Which was weird because it was kind of like a slow song, but then he was talking about how he's a rough boy. So I wasn't really into that one, but Recycler after that I thought was better than Afterburner. Anyway, I liked it more. My head's in Mississippi. That was more going back to their their blues days when, you know, I'm I'm shuffling through the Texas sand, but my head's in Mississippi. Really good fucking blues blues song. Anyway, uh, yeah, Dusty Hill, um, God bless or God rest, and uh, here's to you. Cheers. Yes. So how's your beer treating you, man? Uh, good man, it, it, it warmed up a little bit, mellowed out. This, yeah, this has got chocolate and raspberry all over it. This, um, and the sweetness actually kind of puts the uh, the barrel aging in the background, however, it's still a big stout, you know. Yeah, now I get it. So, we're gonna rate our beers on Untapped right now. So, uh, what was your beer called? I remember it was a barrel aged stout with all the, the raspberry and the anise and all that stuff, but what was it called? The <laughs> as you look at the bottle because you forgot too, right? <laughs> yeah. The Matryoshka. How do you spell that? M A T M A T R Y R Y. Yeah. Oh, I got it. O S H. Yeah. The is it the twenty twenty or the twenty twenty one? This is twenty twenty one. Okay. There's now there's one with vanilla, cacao nib, cinnamon, and raspberries, and then there's just the regular version. I got the one, the first one he said. Oh, okay. All right. Just the regular, the 2021. Yep, there it is. It's got all the, maybe they have a couple different uh, um, entries, but this is the, the most popular one. So that's what we're going to rate on Untapped. 
What would you like to check this one in at? Number one, none of our friends have rated it. And I'll tell you what everyone has rated it. The the average after you you tell me your rating. Uh, I'm going to give it a 375. 375. All right. I know you love these uh, the barrel aging. Why why did you rate it? For you, this seems kind of low. I thought you were going to rate it higher. Oh, no, really? Because I hardly give fours. Uh, I know, it's not but... a perfect four. Okay. But I, I did like it. it. It's got nice sweetness to it. Um, like I said, the barrel age is in the back seat, so it's like uh, maybe they could age it a little bit longer. Oh, to get okay. some of that. I gotcha. You know, um, yeah. Like if you told me that this wasn't a barrel aged out, mm-hmm. it might be a four. Again. Uh, oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. You know, there's not enough of that 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 bold bourbon flavor. Right. To to be called a barrel aged beer. Exactly. All right. Now, yeah, it seems like maybe they're trying, trying to do too much, and they went a little heavy on the sweet. That usually, yeah, that usually kills the uh, the the bourbon flavor. Okay, well, what are your three notes you'd like to leave? Or just, well, what notes? Uh, I forgot. Uh, we're, we're not sweet. doing three anymore. Yeah, sweet. All right. Yeah, sweet, uh, stouty, and chocolatey. And chocolatey. All right. And raspberry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all done. And rasp berry. And then I'm going to put dash and Y. Raspberry EE. And save and check in. All right. So for mine, um, this is really good. I, I like this beer. Um, I, like I said, I've had it before. This is a different batch than the last time I've had it. It's a little bit green. So. I don't think I can rate it as high just because of the greenness. Now, that's not their fault. Well, kind of is. I mean, because maybe they released it too soon. But right now on the barrel or the fermenting or the system they have right now, I think they have a two barrel system and they just have to get shit out. I mean, they, they can't let shit sit for too long. So it's not their fault, but it is their fault because they 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 have those two pressures right now. Now in the future their their new digs maybe they could let let this one sit like another week or two and then it'd be better um so if i'm gonna average from what i had before and what i have now i'm gonna give it a four because before when i had it i i would give it like a four two five or four five um this one i give it a four three seven five so i'm gonna give them a four just to average it out so coastal hybrid well, it's an overall rating of 4.18. Uh, one of our friends have checked in. Let me see. Oh, Rachel. Rachel Benkowski. Uh, professor. The, the last week. Last week. Professor Birkowski. Um, She gave it a five. She loves this style concept. Now, this this was their, I think, uh, probably their last batch. Or their, their, their previous batch. So, well, that was back in March 2021. Oh, shit. That was when, uh, when I went with her. <laughs> I just remember it's all coming back to me now. We sat in the champagne room because everything else was taken. Um, so yeah, so uh, let's see here. I give it a four, and I'm gonna say it is um, citric and hmm. What else can I say? Smooth. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Citric and smooth and check in 
in voila all right um so we're gonna go to talk a little bit about our trip to uh, well my trip you didn't have to drive far i have to drive nine or well from here to our aunt's house if i look right now it's a eight and a half hours now i'm driving with a nine-year-old <laughs> and so it really took like around a nine and a half ten hours it wasn't so bad i mean she didn't really complain but i i just have to tell you about the trip and, and i already told you but i just kind of wanted to to tell everyone else uh my air conditioner acted up at the worst possible moment the evaporator freezer the evaporator freezed over when we were in indio california when it was 107 degrees and all i gotta say is my daughter was a champ she was miserable but she didn't complain and she didn't whine she sat in the back seat and luckily i had my ice chest back there because i had uh, um some beers i was bringing and so she chomped on some ice chips so oh, there you go. and check this out so i get back and i want to figure it out because you know i'm i'm certified so i can i can work on hvac systems and i buy uh <laughs> i buy a set of gauges so i can check my pressures in my system so i can kind of start diagnosing what's going on right before i take it in and pay like tons of money and i can't hook up my the hood the, the 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 connectors the adapters to the valve stems but be, because in 2016 honda changed from the r143a refrigerant to an r1234yf refrigerant and so the they changed the adapters to make sure nobody mistakes because every time they change uh, the refrigerant they change the adapters just so you know people who are working on them don't mistake one for the other so if you don't put r143 in with r112 they're different refrigerant types so it's all brand new and i think yf probably stands for you're fucked but it's really more an environmentally friendly refrigerant than the r143a which was supposed to be replaced the one 12 which was causing the depletion of the ozone layer so i get it i get the whole thing but because of that like my gauges won't connect so now i have to buy some brand new fucking adapters <laughs> but i think it's because i'm losing uh refrigerant through my condenser which is like the radiator style thing in front of the car because too many rocks have hit it and so i'm thinking I'm, I'm losing refrigerant out of there and that's why my evaporator froze over because the refrigerant is low the pressure is too low but anyway, um, getting back to the trip, super fun. Had a great time. That's the first time. I know you probably had it before. The uh, Firestone Walker 805 Cerveza. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, that's the first time I, I liked it. I, I had a couple. I had a couple bottles of it, but I can't drink that all day, man. I don't know how you guys did it. Oh really? Why couldn't you drink it all day? I don't know. It's just uh, too much flavor in it. Too much flavor added to it. Yeah. Because the, they had line to it already. I, I get what you're saying. I guess for me, it was kind of one of the the lighter options of the day. You know, I, I don't want to get all bogged down with, uh, you know, strong IPAs. Right. And then uh, our, 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 our cousin brought her friend. I forgot his name. Martin or something like that. And he brought some. Marty. Yeah. A Barrel House uh, Hazy IPA. Which I thought, oh no, Blondale. It was a Barrel House Blondale, which was really good. 
Yeah, I, I'm actually looking for that one. That was a good one. That's a good one. And then uh, I brought some Whales in Space, the collaboration between Ground Control and Sleepy Whale out in, I think, Chandler. And there are two beer bars. And then they had the shop beer company brew a hazy IPA. I brought that one out. And I also brought out. What the fuck did I bring out? I brought out one more beer. What was the other one? You remember? I know you bought me a bunch of Toppling Goliath. Oh, well, they, but. yeah, but I, I didn't bring that to the, the party. That, that was just for you. Have you tried any of those Toppling Goliaths yet? Yeah, I like the lager. The, oh, the, the Dorothy. Dorothy's New Haze? Yeah. Okay, all right. Have you tried the other ones yet? Is it Dorothy's New Haze? Because it's a lager. Oh, no, Dorothy's New Age Lager or something, some shit like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you tried the other ones yet? No. No, not yet. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I would take my time. I've heard different things. I've heard people say they love the King Sue, but I've heard other people say Pseudo Sue is better. I think it's it's kind of like the uh, the uh, the Pliny the Elder and the the Blind Pig. Right. You know, some people love Pliny the Elder, but you know, as far as you and I are concerned, Blind Pig pound for pound is better. I think so. It's right. it's, it's they're both they're both excellent beers. That's all I'm trying to say. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah, I kind of want. Oh, uh, I kind. Oh, I think I know what I brought. I brought out the uh, the Ren House, the uh, their their Pilsner. Oh, is that the one with, like the, uh, the 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 retro looking uh, counter? Yeah, it was. It's all white with the the black writing. No, you right. you. Oh, the the retro looking the '80s style can art. That's the the whales in space. That was that one. Oh, okay, my bad. Wait, hold on. You know what? I, I just remember I took a picture of the other one. Hold on a second. Um... Oh, no. You know what? I took a picture of the... Because you brought out the Morgan Territories locked, mock, and ready to rock. That's the one I took a picture yeah. of. Hey. <laughs> that, that was an excellent beer. I really liked that one. I enjoyed that one. So I appreciate you bringing that one out, man. Um, it was fun though. It was a great time. Uh, kind of like I said, uh, it was really great to see. I mean, all of our all of our kids like getting along, and none of them like they didn't fight. They didn't. There was not a lot of crying going on, except for when they, everyone had to leave. <laughs> and so that that that's the good kind of crying, right? Yeah, it's sweet. Sweet that they're gonna miss each other. Yeah, exactly. And um. My, in fact, I just got from our cousin uh, who lives out in Tennessee, Sal Dirt. He gave me his son's uh, Roblox username yeah. to give to my daughter so they could play Roblox together on online. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, nice. Oh, definitely. So uh, that's, that's, going that, that's through computer then, right? Yeah, that was the, or uh, no. Uh, yeah, you can do it through computer or iOS or Android if you have a phone or a tablet. Okay. Yeah, you can play oh, that okay. on there. And the graphics are, or the, the gameplay is really similar to uh, Nintendo 64. That's, that's the best comparison. Okay. R- very yeah, rudimentary uh, uh, characters, but the 3D landscape. And is that kind of like uh, Minecraft, whatever? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the gameplay goes, yeah. And it's, but yeah. it's more Lego, Lego-like as far as the characters go. No. More rounded. Yeah. Minecraft is very boxy. In fact, so there's... What, what's the... Yeah. Without getting too uh, geeky or technical or getting people to <laughs> Yeah. What, what, what's, like, the premise of Roblox? What do you do? Like, 
you just set up stuff or build stuff or what yeah you can build your own world in fact if, if you know how to program they they give you the uh i think they give you the the, the building blocks and you could build your own little mini games there's a, just a bunch of mini games that you could build in there and you can build your own stuff and you can actually uh i think you can like do like little microtransactions to to build your money but um as far as the uh, the roblox goes you build an avatar and, and you go through and your avatar runs through the games there's a there's like obstacle course games there's uh games based on 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 console games and pc games like there's there is a uh have you heard of uh, among us yeah yeah there, there's a game based on that um so they kind of like rip off among us game. <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of games there's some good jump scare games if you if you kind of like the the scary games like kind of like a resident evil type games but everything looks like you're you're a lego person and when you die you fall apart like you're a bunch of legos and it's very like i said it's rudimentary graphics and a, a nintendo 64 type 3d world kind of I'm, I'm basing it off like mario mario world kind of looks like that kind of reminds me of that or ocarina of time ocarina of time excuse me and there's uh and you can play with other people so you have a username you can you can friend people and if you have a friend that's playing the game you can go into it there's, there's just a bunch of different games a bunch of different worlds you can go into so it's pretty fun um i play with my daughter so i have my own um my own yeah. avatar <laughs> i actually had to spend money the other time the one time to uh, um to be able to play one of the games because you have to buy it yeah <laughs> to get to get a <laughs> to get equipment better than your daughter that's right yeah that's right no she she has all the good stuff in fact i use it if if she wants uh, if she i tell her like if if you do this or that or if she gets on the honor roll or she gets good grades or then i'll buy her uh, some robux which is the you know you you spend real money so you can have fake money so you can have itchy and scratchy money so you can spend in the park so yes you know i'll have to get my um I have a nephew on my wife's side. He's into that too. I'll have to give a. He's, he's um, yeah, he's a year younger than your daughter. So yeah, he's a, he's on that level. You know, I, we'll I, I I saw um, I noticed that boys and girls on there usually play different games because I played games with my daughter and I played games I would never play as as a young boy. There's one called Fashion Famous where you uh, they give you a. a uh, like a category or topic like say famous movie star or singer or they give you a mood like depressed or happy or something and you go around into different rooms and put on different like you know shirts and pants and faces and accessories and headwear and shoes and all this and then you go out and the other people who are doing it like rate you zero to five stars and so that's yeah. definitely a girls game like i think a lot of times I win that because oh. I'm like the only boy playing it. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> like as a as a boy you want to play, but as a grown man you do. <laughs> I play because I'm with my daughter. <laughs> oh. But she has she she has unlocked like all the special rooms where you can get like the special like um, special clothes. But yeah, it, it's fun. It, it's something that the, my daughter's into. Not all kids are into, but my daughter's into. So whatever my daughter's into, I'm into because I kind of want to. I, I kind of want to see what she's into. I, I love video games. You know, me and you, we grew up on video games. 
So who knows when, yeah. when your daughter is old enough to play video games, you might be in that too. You might be in, in her world. Right. Because, and you want to show her like some of the, the, the classics. Like she might, like I know my daughter, she, she really likes uh, Street Fighter 2. Oh, nice. Yeah. She, uh, and, who, and bless her heart. Character? What? Who's her character? Oh, she likes using um, <laughs> Dalsim of all people. Oh. That, that's her favorite and to be honest yeah. i could beat her every time but i let her win yeah. um as far as new games she really likes the the switch the nintendo switch and she loves the uh, mario kart and i could beat her every single time but i let her win i always come in second i always i i, I ride behind her so if someone is there i can take them out or if they try to take her out i'll i'll be taken out instead oh. of her you guys are the shake and bake of the Mario. Club. Yes, I am. Uh, I am the John C. Riley to her Will Ferrell <laughs> of the Mario Kart world. <laughs> but it's fun, man. It's fun. So yeah. So so, um, our cousin's uh, son and, and my daughter they are friends on on Roblox right now. Cool. Um, driving out there was 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 weird coming back was uh was different because we we went through different areas so driving out there i thought i was gonna go through the grapevine but our nav like switched on me so i ended up going through like barstow and bakersfield i never been through those places before very very desolate <laughs> that whole fucking barstow to bakersfield is horrible it's bad have you been through there uh, I can actually say yes, I have because I've I've been through um, Bakersfield to uh, to uh, to Paso. Yeah, it took, what is it? 40, uh, 40, 46? 46? Yeah, and we we did pass yeah. by uh, James Dean Memorial Tree again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I passed by it the first time, but it was the first time uh, um, uh, my ex and and her and our daughter have been through there. And, and did you fact, point out to it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was, there was. Wait, I have I you made your ex watch that movie? What? Have you made your ex watch that movie? Which one? The either the room oh, or the so, disaster. Yes. Yeah. Well, well. No. When she and I were, were, I think I watched the room for the first time when she and I had just broken up. So no, okay. I didn't make her watch that. I told her about the disaster artist. So she had. But that that right. spot that they, they in the disaster artist when they stopped and they were they were out like in the middle of nowhere. Like they weren't even close to the tree at the time. Right, you know, the disaster just made it look like it was 101 because it made it look like they went from San Francisco to LA in that trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless, it, unless I'm reading it wrong, yeah. It's a huge detour from from 101. Oh, definitely. It's like huge. It boy, maybe that it's closer to 101 than it is to five. Okay. But there's yeah, there's, yeah, because yeah. if you were, if you were leaving to LA from San Francisco, you would take 101. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't. You wouldn't jump over to five. Like, there's no logical way for you to jump over to five. You know, you wouldn't go over the Bay Bridge and go through Pleasanton or whatever. Whatever the the closest uh, track to five would be. Five eighty, I think, it would be. But back then, I, I don't know if there was an easy jump. Like now, now you would probably go through there through five. No, that's how you would do it, but it doesn't yeah. mean you should do it. You know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I know people who've, who've gotten down one, which I don't know how they fucking do it in a day. One is horrible, oh, man. That's It's a beautiful drive. Oh, one, but one, it, One's gone now. One, one's gone now. I had, like, you know, uh, rock slides and all that stuff. 
Oh, Rumor yeah. told you Big Bass is gone. Big Bass is gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Highway 1 is the uh, Pacific Coast Highway. That's the one that um, runs the edge the, of the Pacific the Coast. Nor- yeah, the, the northern version. The, the PCH in L.A. is still freaking beautiful and awesome. You know? Oh, okay. It, it's still a fun drive, yeah, but the, it takes forever. The and, it's, trap, but yeah. and it's super windy. Yeah. It takes forever, though. You might. I mean, if you're going to do L.A. to San Francisco, 5 is, is so much quicker. Even, even more so than 101. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Anyway, definitely, um, yeah. back to the. What was your impressions of the 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 whole party, the whole shindig, as far as the the beer wise and and whatnot? Seriously, dude, uh, we went too hard the night before. I mean, I I I, 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 I needed more it. rest. I I knew that was gonna happen, but yeah. I, the thing is, I th- I thought I was gonna get more rest, but when I woke up, because the sun was in my face. I couldn't go back to sleep because of my daughter. I was just, I was, I was a zombie the whole day. I mean, even though, even though I was there and I was, I was, you know, watching my daughter, I, I was hurting it. I was, uh, you didn't have no coffee or anything. I had coffee, but that, you know, no coffee wasn't going to help. I remember I was, it was like about nine o'clock and I was, I was done and I drank some coffee. And, he, and like around 10 o'clock, I was like, fuck, I'm done. And then I saw the in the front room, in our aunt's house, the front room, where our uncle had one chair. And I went up there. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go I'm gonna go lay down in the other chair. And then our dad was in the other chair. I was like, son of a bitch. So, so yeah. I, I laid down in, in on the couch. And uh, yeah. and then my ex came up, and she was like, are you, are you ready to leave? I'm like, yes. I was ready to leave a long time ago. So she's like, we can go. I'm like, all right, cool. And that's when I, I think I got you and your wife. I'm like, let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I go, I go, hey, let, let's go. Or like, I know it's a rude, but like, could you just go drop me off and come back? You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah. and she's, like, she's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. And then she comes back a little bit later. She goes, hey, your what brother wants to go. I'm like, oh, I would say around eight. Huh. All right. Hey, yeah, I was done. But then eventually she's like, "Hey, your brother wants." So, uh, so when so so your wife said, "Hey, your brother said, let's go." <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're like, "Yes, finally, you could have came and talked yeah. to me, man." Uh, anyway, all right, uh, this, we can talk about that after. Um, yeah. So, but, but it was great, and in our Airbnb was like in, we could see Firestone Walker from our Airbnb, which was <laughs> which was yeah. awesome. Wait, hey, edit that out. We don't need people knowing about this this little gold mine. No, no, no. We didn't. Oh, the Airbnb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say where it was. In fact, you know, we could probably see Firestone Walker from our aunt's house if the fucking tree land wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because, uh, what's it called? It's like you could be at Firestone and see our aunt's house. You know? Oh, you can? I, I, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Oh, yeah, wow. well, I'll show you next time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, so it's great, great trip. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Um, I think that was it. Yeah, that was, that was about it. Anything else you want to bring up? No, not today. Cool, man. All right. It, hey, it was great doing another live show. I know we had a, a pre-recorded show last week, so doing this again with you was. Oh, I, I was, I was waiting. I couldn't wait for this. In fact, I was. Upset that you made me wait till Sunday night. 
They don't call him the best color man in the podcast game for nothing, folks. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I'm Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.